now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip them to bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuplex.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the December 7th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. Not too much. And joining us this evening, uh, we have uh, from the sportster.com friend of ours, uh, Simon Cotton. Simon, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again, man. And uh, everything's been going pretty good. Good, good, good. Uh, well, this week we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the TLC, uh, Raw and SmackDown. We've got some major news involving Linda McMahon, which we'll get to later. And we're taking some questions. But let's start with TLC uh, over the weekend. Um, they had a SmackDown exclusive show. And it was it was a, it was a decent show. Uh, I guess we can start with the main event. Um, AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Dean Ambrose. Uh, I just want to say AJ Styles has done it again. Proved why he's the man on pay-per-view and... He just doesn't give a fuck. Like he's gonna like be the man regardless. Um, what do you think of this match, James? I thought it was a great match, and I really still don't know what to make of the finish. Um, <clears throat> I told you, because it makes no sense. Like it'd be one thing if he just you know, if Dean overcomes and he gets there, and then all of a sudden uh, Ellsworth comes out, and then you know. Shoves him down to hell. But, like, he comes out there, he gets rocked in the face, he gets his ass, you know, AJ Styles slaps his skin and whoops his black ass, and then uh, Ambrose has to save him again. Yeah. And then, after getting saved from, you know, basically getting put in the hospital again, he's like, you know what, I appreciate, I appreciate you. You loyal. I'm going to shove you down. Like, this sounds like the booking of Aces and Eights. Wow. Yeah, it's like I've been whooping your ass for for all these months, but it, I was then I'm the leader or something like that, right? <laughs> it was like it was like a long video package, like Bully Ray is playing that bullshit. Uh, what do you think of this uh, match, Simon? Um, the match itself, I thought was really really good. Like uh, AJ Styles over the past couple of months, he's become one of my favorites, which is ironic because Dean Ambrose, who used to be one of my favorites, has kind of gone that lost some stock for me a little bit. But the match was good. However, if you saw TLC 2012 in the main event, you saw the ending of this match coming. Yep, and that's exactly the same thing I predicted. And, you know, well, are you talking? What was that match? Was there, you the, the, where it AJ... was Dolph Ziggler versus John Cena for Dolph Ziggler's Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, uh, right, right. But the the one difference is the one difference is John James Elmer was not having sex with with with, with Dean Ambrose. There's, there's a, <laughs> oh, that is not what I need. Like you, like you see the difference there. It's kind of a it's a little bit different. It's, 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 but yeah, it's, it's, but you know, it's a premise is the same. Somebody you're you're helping out or treating like a certain way, like very nicely, supposedly is on your side, 
and they come out and screw you at TLC and push you off a ladder, and it ends, you know, with you getting fucked at the end. But I ain't see Ziggler like sock AJ Lee in the face. I get, I get right. it, but like yeah. th- at least the AJ one like made more sense. He made a lot. I mean, more he, sense. he only called her trash and everything else in the book. That would you that, rather be trash? Would you rather I call you trash or I sock you in the face? I mean, he did whoop James. Yeah, he whooped James Ellsworth's ass. He ass for weeks. Put you in the stretcher. The the logic behind it is James Ellsworth, you know, has mind control over AJ Styles. You know, he's beat that man several times, more than twice. And he wants to make sure AJ has a title so it can be an easy match for him. You know? I was almost afraid that they were. I'm really afraid that the WWE might be thinking of giving this guy a title for even just a, for one show. They won't do that. So what they really did, so what they so you were telling me is they decided to make another dumb baby face. Yes. Because if he because if he had the you know like the WWE Network which they sell for ninety nine he can go on SmackDown and see that clearly Dean Ambrose is literally like made that man's whole entire career. Like, it's nothing to do with him. That man's delusional. And it's also weird because like okay he's also he also cuts these promos where like. I remember one promo where he's like, AJ Styles, or it might have been on Talking Smack, he's like, AJ Styles has more talent and is pinky than I have my entire body. So you want to wrestle that guy? Yeah. Okay? Sounds smart. Yeah. Seems legit. Yeah. That works. Can we just talk about Ellsworth as a talker, though? Like, he kind of just, like, fell out the sky, and he cuts these, like, competent promos. Like, do you guys think he's, like, an asset to the company in that respect, or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only I so many a, guys you can just hand the mic and say, "Hey, make this work." That's true. I don't have a problem with him from a comedy standpoint. Like when I saw him, like when everybody saw first saw him in that uh, match with Braun Strowman, I thought the dude was kind of funny. I saw him again on SmackDown when they re, we hot, hired him or whatever. It was funny. My well, problem is they put him in the main event scene, and immediately there was a disconnect. I'm like, okay, this can only go so far. Let's not dwell on this. We're on like what the second month of him in the main event. Yeah. Just about. Hopefully it's over. Like I hope, so. I hope so too. By the by next year, I don't want to see this and another few that that we're going to get to later on. The the thing for me is to know that okay, they don't want AJ and Dean touching, so they got to come up like they're wrestling each other on TV. So they got because they've done a bunch of that already. So they need something to for in the meantime, in between time. But for me. Like, what's bothersome is, okay, I get that. You need to do that, and then you need it to get you from, uh, what, what was the pay-per-view in, what was the pay-per-view in no, October? No Mercy. Yeah, they get you from the triple <laughs> threat match at No Mercy. No Mercy. And get you through the months or the weeks through uh, Survivor Series, and then you shoot your angle in the in the match where everybody shot their angle in that 50-minute match. Right. And then you get to the, ma- the pay-per-view two weeks later. It's like, okay, so you needed something in the meantime when the guys aren't touching then you know you need AJ Styles or Dean Ambrose in the main event. So there you have you have Ellsworth. That's cool. All right, we're past it now. We're still doing this. Yeah, <laughs> we got we to wrap this shit up like at some point. Like, so, bro, he's gonna be AJ Styles event. needs to beat this man in 10 seconds. And he's going to be in the main event next week for the title shot. Like Ooh. I said, 10 seconds, style, or Styles Clash, Calf Killer. Kill him. And the thing for me is, okay... It'd be cool if, like, there was no other alternative to do now that, you know, uh, that, and it gets you to Royal Rumble. But, like, okay, 
there is no reason now seeing that where they're going, they're gonna. It seems like they're gonna go work this Ambrose and Miz thing for the IC belt, which is fine. But like, all right, there's no reason on earth why we're not getting AJ Styles and Ziggler in a real feud now, and going in, or on TV at least until going into the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for not having. Yeah, that'd be a Especially nice. Seeing that we already had, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That would be a nice. That'd be a nice little TV program. I wouldn't mind seeing that. They already had one of the best TV matches of the year. Um, like what the week after uh, SummerSlam? Yeah, they could have built it and had like a big SmackDown, like the first SmackDown of next year. It could have been like a Styles versus Ziggler match, and then you start the under. You bring Taker in to fight whoever yeah. wins that. I'm sorry. Know? The week after, it was like the week after uh, Backlash, actually. Okay. But he had just became champion. Yeah. No, no, it was we have SummerSlam. Really? Yeah, because okay. he wasn't title was, uh, yet. Okay. Uh, it was when Ambrose came out there wearing the fucking hat, like <laughs> ah, or the headband. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on from AJ and Dean, I thought it was a great match. AJ Styles had that uh, four fifty, uh, you know, to the outside of the ring through the table. Like he's the fucking man. Uh, spoiler alert: he's the MVP of WWE. Um. So we had Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss in a tables match. Tables matches are known for fuckery, shenanigans, and babyfaces losing in ways where, you know, they shall remain protected. Um, with that said... <laughs> show wrecking a table with his foot. Right. With that said, uh, Alexa Bliss is now the new women's champion, becoming the first uh, woman since the, that, the, you know, the four horsemen have broke on the scene to kind of break through at that top level. Did we... Think it would be Alexa Bliss, or do we think it would be someone else? Because this kind of shocks me. Well, uh... okay. What I'll say is this: if I had to choose between the belt going on um, any of the vets on SmackDown rosters on SmackDown roster, um, or I have to choose between um, Alexa or Carmella, I'm taking Alexa Bliss. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, what he said. <laughs> honestly, at this point, if there if there was anybody else they could have given the belt to at, out of the hill category, I I can't think of I can't think mm. of on the women's uh, now, SmackDown part. No, no. The thing that ties into this now, you say there's no heels, right? If I remember right, Natalia was a heel, and then now she's a face, no, kind of in denial. She, no. She's, I she's, think she's masquerading she's, as she's a heel. She's always been a heel, but she's just being nice, right. right? And she's just sucking up to get opportunities. Right. So, like, why not Natalia? Like, um, I don't know. She's only had oh, one well, title well, reign ever. I think the reason why is because they already had the... They already... They, when they when they went to the brand split, uh huh. that was what they were already going into. And then they got an yeah. influx. Of, they got the, the, newer, the young girls that come up from NXT, and they were like, we need to split this up. And get them, you know, yeah. and you know, yeah, put Carmelo jumping out on Nikki. Put give Alexa Bliss that win, um, or have her be basically like what was it, the first last person eliminated, and then in the inaugural in the match for the women's title, and then have her be number one contender or whatever. Um, and then they were, you know, pretty much Nikki and Natalia. I'm, like, I'm sorry, not Nikki and Natalia, but Natalia and Naomi were the odd people out. They didn't even have a few. They just like speaking of odd people out, Naomi. Oof. But Naomi's a face. Like if she was a heel right now, that would make sense. But if she they they brought her back as a face. face. Yeah, they because they had a cool. Interest. They've got a whole uh, whole thing going on with Naomi on Twitter right now. Apparently, yeah, she yeah. wasn't on the Total Divas thing, and all the Naomi fans flipped out. Uh, and 
this company has given nothing but their ass a kiss to Naomi for almost three years straight now. So, keep your head up, girl. Uh, yeah, wasn't it? Weren't they even considering uh, putting her in a title match with AJ Lee at WrestleMania 30? And instead of doing that, they just had that cluster. Yep. Of, uh, I, I thought she should have won the title like the month before WrestleMania 30. Then she got that eye injury, and she's never kind of like been the same since. Like, Thanks, Cam- Cameron took that match where she was supposed to get it in February, and it looked like Naomi was going to win the title, but. It never happened. Paige ended up winning on her first day, and we saw how well that worked out. Yep. This is my house. Well, not anymore. <laughs> uh, what'd you guys make of the match? Uh, I, I didn't actually watch that match, but you guys can probably uh, fill me in there. Um, I'm borderline between saying it was decent and it was uh, just okay. I don't know really. I don't know really what a I don't know really what to say for that match. Okay. To be perfectly honest, uh, neither of the women's matches for this show did much it for me. I, I enjoyed the Carmella Nikki thing. So um, did I. <laughs> I did, now, as far as the tables match, um, now you said like you were on the line between decent and okay. Which one's worse in your mind? What which one is is the less uh, nice adjective between decent and okay? I mean, I expect to see decent on like television. Uh, okay. I'm, I, okay, let me rephrase. Decent and good. I, I expect okay. to see, like, decent on television. Good is what I expect for a pay-per-view. Okay, that was good then. Like, whichever one you were going to say is the worst one, is the worst one was the one I was saying that's what, that's what it was. Because it's 15 minutes, and pretty much uh, most of the match was based on setting up a table, trying to throw a person through a table, countering, throwing somebody through a table, and, like, constantly the pressure is on, like, trying to throw somebody into a table as opposed to I beat somebody up, I come back to it. You know, like, um, if I remember correctly, was it, a, was it a tables match when it was, um, last man standing, never mind. But, like, anytime there's a tables match, like, the best way to do it is to set something up, like, wrestle, wrestle around, do whatever, and then eventually come back to it at a point where, like, so much is happening, you forgot that the table was set there and then right. buries your spot. And you, it's you're talking about the Dean Ambrose... Kevin Owens match from this year, right? Yeah, but that was the last man standing match. Okay. Yeah, but that was from Royal Rumble, yeah. Which is impossible to fuck up. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah me, me and Rich were talking before, uh, like, a couple hours ago, and we were like, yeah, bro, you, like, you know how bad you have to be to have a bad last man standing match? Like, you have to be the literal driz- drizzling shits to, <laughs> to not have a good last man standing match. It's like, impossible to fuck up. Because it's like, it's not... Be- <laughs> Because I mean, it's got to be Nathan Jones and Heidenreich bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. Okay, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of high spots. Um, the psychology is that guys are, are getting hit with big moves, and people are down to count, and people are into counting because that's why the Rumble is the number two uh, pay per view every year, right? Y'all so, ready for everybody to chant 10, 10, 10 on every oh countdown? God. No. I'm really not. <laughs> Dude, that, we're gonna have to that, was, that was annoying the heck out of me at Survivor Series. Yeah, when I watched a little bit of the NXT special for, what was it, NXT Toronto? Yeah. It was the name. Yep. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, I just hope they don't do this tomorrow. And they did it the next day. They're doing it. They're doing it on 205 Live. Yeah. They're, uh, they did it on 205 Live last night. They've got to uh, figure that out. I just hope it's they like do the it fact- right. It's like the fans are purposely trying to troll, uh, trying to troll the crowd, uh, uh, troll as a member of the crowd, rather. 
like, it, I swear, the 10 thing is, like, it's definitely in the top 20 already of, like, things that the wrestling business has gotten to work, like, has fucked up the crowd. Too. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, for example, like, Steve Austin's what chant? Like, that's yes, the that's number thing, one. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to the business. I make a case for you deserve it. Look, not not the territories being canceled, but the what chant. Yeah, not the fact there's only one place to work big time on TV anymore. The fact that the, the what chant, every time anybody says anything, people have to chant what. I'll say this, what? Simon. The, the oversaturation of the you deserve it chant will get yeah, you. Yeah, because like. Now, like, now like, some people, it's like, warranted. When Phil Ballard won a championship, he was like, you deserve it. Okay, when, uh, when who, who, who was it? Rhino and, uh, and Heath Slater. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. I think they yeah, got a yeah, you, yeah. you deserve it chat too. I'm like, yeah. If they got that, I would I would advise them to check again. We'll get to that, man. Yeah. Basically, this is all you need. Do you work the end? Is a fl- like a, like a flow chart. Do you work the end? Is yes or no? Yes. You get a you deserve it chat if you win the title. It's really simple. That's funny. It's really simple. That's funny. <laughs> like Ronald's out there working them ECW days, and that man was out there. Uh, was out there. Uh, riding out of ice road trucking out there in Canada from Canada to Detroit with uh with Christian Edge and all them other Canadians. Right. So there you go. Like you deserve it. That man was out there sleeping on that man was out there sleeping on them wood floors and shit. Yes. Like that man deserves it. Every that man everything that man gets he deserves. Speaking of somebody um that deserves something, we had the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Oh um God. they they quote unquote settled their feud once and for all. Um Miz and Ziggler, I thought they had a uh, a ladder match that was very good. It was out of the Triple H versus Rock SummerSlam, uh, th- uh, you know, Summer style. Slam yeah, SummerSlam '98 style. Uh, it, down to the finish with the low blow. Um, they basically they didn't have a match to see who could jump off the ladder the highest. They beat each other down with the ladder, and it was very smart. And they did a lot of things that were just just cool. Like when the legs were being trapped in the ladder, Miz hit the uh, the one part of the ladder that closed it. Ziggler's got to get the legs out of there. They did a lot of just like physical violence, and I think the Miz going over was the right decision. Uh, obviously, you couldn't end the feud if Ziggler won. And what'd you guys uh, make of this match? Um, Same I really like the, uh, basically these are two people who haven't, don't really have bad matches, uh, in, in 24, I think they started wrestling together like that in like 2013, a little bit, then it, then it got more noticeable because they were fighting over the title in 2014 and they've pretty much been fighting consistently, but yeah, they rarely had just have a bad match. So, uh, this is a good little, uh, mid-card rivalry and it made both men look good. Uh, as far as the Miz winning... I mean, with Ziggler, it's only going to go so far. The Miz is on a roll right now, and with the, the way he's trolling Daniel Bryan, it's setting the stage for somebody to fight on Daniel Bryan's behalf and maybe at WrestleMania take the title for, in honor of him. I mean, Whether could. that's uh, Sami Zayn who gets drafted to SmackDown, because Sami Zayn and The Miz had a little program over the Intercontinental Championship earlier on in the year, but that was because of Kevin Owens. So in, a, so in a lot of ways, that makes sense if they uh, put Zayn on SmackDown so he can do that. Because now Owens is no longer the distraction. They could uh, they could also debut Nakamura and have him knee uh, Miz in the face and win their Intercontinental title on his debut at WrestleMania. In 18 they, seconds. Yes. Yes, <laughs> in 18 seconds. <laughs> um, 
uh, James, what do you think of this uh, match and like the prospects of everything ending and <clears throat> all that? I love the match. Um, even even including the, the the finish, which is like I, we're going to get to a point where like I'm going to have to go through was it Pro Fight Database. Yeah, and like go through every like Raw and every SmackDown and see like if there's a if there's a thing where like when the decision like who wins and loses like it like they give an explanation of like how they won or how they lost and like like I can basically like type in a word like a find on page and find like the number of times like kicked in the dick like shows up <laughs> because bro like this is like this happens so often this year I don't understand it like. We've seen world titles like, being won, like real talk, being kicking the dick. Real talk. Ever since, ever since WrestleMania, or sorry, SummerSlam of 2015, like where Undertaker kicks uh, Brock in the dick, like or actually, you can use before that, like when he had, or that was actually during the match. But, yeah. Like ever since then, it's like, like that's an accepted finish in these wrestling matches, like kicking the dick. Fine, just kick, yeah, <laughs> like, the dick. like who's booking this, Ric Flair? Like I don't. But it's not even low blows. It's, it's not even low blows. Like he used to be in this specifically. kicked in the dick so we, so before they started you know like before they started you know actually or before the women's or diva slash divas revolution whatever you want to call it or whatever they call it now these days um me and you used to complain on me and rich complain on t on here all the time about the booking of some of these women's uh feuds are like ridiculous like if these were the men they would never do this because you can't just be like they're both crazy. They're both crazy. They're, they're, they're not like crazy, like mean spirited crazy. They're just crazy because they have a. They have, but they both have uteri, uterus, uteri, and so there you go. Like that. That's 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 why this feud works. So you go to now, and it's like yeah, Jerry Lawler. You, all women are heels. Yeah, right. Jerry yeah. Lawler said all women are heels, and all and all women and all women hate each other. He yep. said that too on air. <laughs> on air. So. Now you get to a point where it's like, okay, so all of this, all of this dick kicking, like you, they would never do this on the woman's side, where they're like here cunt punting. They would oh never do God. that. <laughs> oh, it, would never, it would never happen. Please don't let that become a thing. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's one thing was like you're in the match and it's like okay, like somebody's on the top turnbuckle or they're messing around on the top rope and they get cr- and they get crotched, right? Right. You know. They, you know that's been a classic trope in wrestling, or a classic spot in wrestling for for ever since I've been watching, probably in way before then, right? But now it's just like blatantly, like, oh, ref up, hit with the dick. Yep. Like I don't it, remember. Remember when I remember when Triple H was on top as a heel, and he would go on, he would sneak in a sledgehammer in the corner or something, go get that and hit him, and that would be the finish. Now it's just dick kicks, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the slow, the sledgehammer. Oh, my God, oh, that sledgehammer. God. I swear, Triple H is going to come out when he's 70 years old with a sledgehammer on somebody. Oh, he's going into the Hall of Fame. And he's going to have hammer. a sledgehammer on, like, in, in the, the jacket. Po- you know, in the podium, he's going to pull it out and be like, yeah. You know, anybody, you know, wants some, you yeah. know. Let, it, let me know. When he goes to the Hall of Fame, it'll be like a decade from now. <laughs> and, like, and he'll have a master next day, too. Moving on. Moving on. We got uh, the the other three matches on the card. We have uh, Corbin versus Callisto. We had the Wyatt family versus Slater and Rhino, and then we had Carmella and Nikki. Uh, quick rapid fire on these. Uh, okay. 
Uh, Corbin and Kalisto, I thought it was a good match. Um, Kalisto made Corbin look very good. Was kind of puzzled by some of the chair use, and I'll pass it to you guys. What bothered you? What bothered you? Uh, when Baron Corbin did his finishing move, and he landed in the chairs too. Oh, but that's and, he, <laughs> and he never like hit it in the back of his head, and he was just fine. Gotcha. Like I, gotcha. I don't know, it just threw me off that a little was, bit. Yeah, that's just like. I, I mean, yeah, wasn't you know, there a similar spot with Sting? Like in TNA, he did his. Uh, you got to explain. We don't watch TNA. Nah, why would we do that to our brain cells? <laughs> There's enough <laughs> wrestling on. Uh, but yeah, uh, out of the three matches, uh, yeah, Carmel and Nikki. In my opinion, it was all right. Uh, Bear, Baron Corbin and Callisto surprised me. I didn't expect them to have that good of a match. The Wyatts and, and Slater, though, uh, that's good. That, that, I thought that was good, especially with the angle they were doing on Talking Smack, the, the clip I saw of that. I don't know where that's going. Yeah, I read a rumor, though, that Rhino might be leaving soon. So, Yeah, back back to the job, uh, to, to the job and you go, Slater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, brother. Get the pool back. Real question. Yeah. Quick question. If this were instead of Ellsworth, Heath Slater, will we be as annoyed by the by uh, this this is Ellsworth thing? No. I think we'd be more mad because like like elite like he would have had Heath Slater not looking competitive at all. But he's a competitive wrestler. But Heath Slater's been with yeah, he's a geek. Has been a, yeah. has been a jobber for for years now. Like yeah. since the Nexus broke up. But I think yeah. so. My thing is like he's been a job for like five years going or six years going. So uh, the thing is like if it was, if it might have made Heath Slater a star. If they had literally ran the whole thing of like, you know, I got kids, I need this job, and they kept it going, kept it going, and then Ambrose gets behind him, whatever, and then AJ's a champion. It's the same thing is that it's. And it's, it's literally the I got I, I got kids and going into that like yep. I feel like we wouldn't I wouldn't have as much of an issue with him like you know, this guy that's been on the roster they brought Ellsworth up from jobber status and put that yep. man he's not even the main eventer that man went from last that man went from from um what's he it, paid it, no from the poorhouse to the penthouse yes bro went from a rosebud to a main eventer yes. holy shit he was a rosebud yeah. Um, so, overall impressions of TLC I thought it was a solid card like it was a decent like you know. Just, just show exclusive uh, show. Nothing two, crazy. I thought there was two really good matches. I I felt like I got two great matches, and I got um between the Nikki Carmella match and the latter. Er, um, the that table. was a fight too. Yeah, between the, the Nikki uh, match and the uh, oh the the uh, the chairs match. I thought I got. Matches that weren't boring and didn't drag and mm-hmm. it'll grab it had my attention. Nikki so, Bell and them uh, breeds. I enjoyed them. She need to keep going with those. Yeah, I think she messed up. Like I, I literally, I literally wrote out like she comes out, take fist, hair braided back, prepare for a real fight. Good job. You get you get cool, you get brownie points for that. Like you you actually like show you, up. You're, 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 that you come know, as you are almost. No, it's like no, it's like you're prepared for a real fight. This isn't a normal fight. Then she comes out there and she's smiling and preening and pointing to the, like her fans in the crowd. And I was like, "I giveth and I taketh away." <laughs> and, uh, then, and then Carmella came out there um, and she did, you know, just like you know, taped up fist, like I said for as well. And then she comes out, she does the moonwalk and everything. Till so I was like, "God, you, 
Like, you really are good for nothing but jumping on Nikki. You really, that's really the <laughs> only thing you're good at, aren't you? Um, so, moving on to Monday Night Raw, um, we've got uh, a couple, you know, we have four really major things happen. Uh, we can talk about the New Day and all that, but I, I'm not really interested in the whole tag team thing. Um, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns look to be on a collision course towards each other. Did uh, this feud, you would think this is the one that was built to make money one day. And it kind of yeah. just popped up out of nowhere. These two have always kind of had... The, this is like a John Cena-CM Punk type rivalry, I feel like, for you know the next kind of era. And it seems ra- ha- rather hastily thrown together. That's such an insult to John Cena. <laughs> I, I agree. But... The, that's um, such an insult to John Cena. Like, Cena wasn't getting booed this fucking bad. Except in Chicago. Um... Oh, definitely. Yeah, they, uh, like, I remember specifically a, year, a little over a year ago when they had that Fatal 4 Hour Raw, and it was the day after Alberto Del Rio came back, and they had Owens and Reigns face off against each other, and there was like, I just remember this, that too. Yep, it was just this feeling like, whoa, this might be special. And I don't feel like they have that for this feud going so far. They don't, because they mm-hmm. have, because they made, made Kevin was like a geek compared to him. Kevin Owens was in the mid-card uh, while while the women were main eventing. The women's championship, which looks exactly the same, took precedent over the universal champion, the male's top brand. And then you also have to look into the fact that he hasn't had a single defense of that title without the aid of someone else. Initially, Triple H... Since he won the title until now, Chris Jericho. Yep. Yeah. And they wonder why, like, guys will get over and it's like, okay, well, if you book your champion to be weak, well, then, like, it's like they don't. It's like they don't know that there are ways for a heel to win without getting in outside interference. It's like the heel can cheat. How about that? Like, like, like <laughs> the thing is this: like, kick him in the dick. It is okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is okay for your heel to cheat and win. Let him cheat to win. Yeah. Like let him rake some. Let, or let I him mean, outsmart somebody. Like yeah. Like, the eyes. Take the take the padding off the turnbuckle. Hit him in the head. Uh, throw him into it or something. You know what? Uh, with one thing I loved uh, from Edge. Now that I'm thinking about uh, Simon, there was a match with Edge and Batista where it was on a pay per view. And basically, it, the match got restarted somehow. And that was the one where Batista rolled Edge in the ring, but Edge was in at the 10, and then Batista got, you know, counted out. I thought it was awesome. Like, as far as, like, wow, you fucker. Like, like you got away with the belt. Like, do something like that, at least. Like, right. you know. Something that keeps interest, something that could you could come back to if you need to or if you it's like, I, I swear they just don't have it anymore. My thing is this, you can't keep having the same roughly this like all these title matches and then have roughly the same finish every single time, which is like Fuckery. It's no, it's like, okay, uh, Jericho comes to your rescue. What are we gonna do next month? Jericho's gonna come to your rescue. What about, <laughs> what about a month after that? We're probably thinking that Jer we're probably thinking about Jericho coming to your rescue again. Like, that right. doesn't they, they almost had me fooled that Owens was going to defend the title without Jericho when they had Jericho banned from ringside. Ah, then right. he just showed up with a Sin Cara match. Funsies. Yeah. Uh, At least he's having good matches with and is saying, like, I mean, I enjoy, I truly enjoy probably more than anything else right now on WWE television. I'm like, consistent weekly, weekend, we got base for the past 
two months watching Jericho and Owens do whatever the hell they do. Like when they did the Jer- when they teased that all uh, that whole split up the, the night after uh, the Survivor Series loss, and at the end they were like, "I know who to blame. I know who to blame." And they both yelled Roman Reigns at the same time. I literally fell to the ground in laughter, like, <laughs> like side split, side splitting, just dying and laughing because they really had me like. Damn, they're going to break up. I can't believe they're going to break it over this. And all of a sudden, they really had me like, Roman Reigns. And the whole crowd yes. loses it. Yes. You know, like, yeah, screw that guy. And the choir was like, yeah, screw that guy. We're, we're, that's right. Screw yeah. him. Um, segueing from that into the Jericho Rollins, which is like the B-side, like, you know, if this was the 90s, you know, the A-side wow. of the tape would be Owens and Reigns. You flip it over, and then we got Seth uh, Rollins and Chris Jericho. Uh, these two, I think they're going to have a great match on pay-per-view. I think Jericho might be motivated to turn the clock back to get in there with Rollins on pay-per-view. Yeah, you want to know why? Why? That man, that man you don't feel like he's wrestling Sean? Well, no, not that. <laughs> that man come out here have a good match. Look, there there is really not that many reasons for Jericho not to be champion right now. Yeah. Just, like he has the number one, like that. He's number in the number one A storyline. He's the most liked guy in the company right now. Besides AJ's, like he's either him, AJ, or Kevin Owens, the three most liked guys in the company, regardless of heel and face dynamics. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly wouldn't have a problem if they put the belt on him on and on at WrestleMania. And they just gave it to some big time heel or another babyface. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying let him be winning the title at WrestleMania. I'm like, there's no reason for him to be like if, if take it into WrestleMania. If, yeah, he can take it to WrestleMania. He'd be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just so it's. All right, we give Triple H a fucking run to uh, with the belt uh, <laughs> to WrestleMania last year. Jericho could sure get one. We tried that this year. That we, we've seen the results. As long as as long as Jericho's not, as long as whoever is the heel champion, as long as their whole their thing is not there to hold the belt, to just to hand it over to Roman Reigns. Now what you mean? Fight. That's that's what this is, James. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless they want to run Goldberg and Jericho. Why can't why can't Roman Reigns just come in the role, come into WWE or go into the WrestleMania as champion? And look, whether he and get leads, over it. He, well, look, either he leaves as champion or he doesn't. I don't care. Like. No that's one's, no one's going to. That's not that a bad dude. idea because, and that's, that's like that's like a step out of New Japan almost. It's like you bring the guy you want in with the belt, and the, the intrigue is like, all right, are, is he going to defend it or is he going to like you know like what's going on? They always want to do a fucking title change at WrestleMania. Like it, it, it's not needed, right? Like now this year's WrestleMania since since Reigns and Brock Lesnar fought last year, and Brock had the title. I really wanted them wanted Reigns to just carry the title into uh, WrestleMania and just have the rematch with Brock and then win that way. Mm-hmm. Except without the Rumble, Royal Rumble shenanigans, I think that's the major reason why people are booing him. Like the last guy to go into WrestleMania, CM Punk. Yep, CM Punk WrestleMania twenty is the last guy that walked in as champion and walked out as champion. Miz did too. Huh? Oh, Miz did too, technically in, in twenty seven. That's not the last. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. At. Yeah, I was, I was just saying. I get it. I get you, smart ass. Like he's like, look, I understand that, but like you know, CM Punk like one clean. Like yeah. he, CM Punk, they had to restart that with, with uh, Miz thing. They had yeah. to restart the match and have Miz yeah, and fuck, have fuck shit happen. And have the rocks. One of the Rock worst matches. Cena. <laughs> oh man, I got slippers. Oh, uh, speaking of Rollins, uh, didn't he mention Triple H for the first time in months? Yes, he did. That, that's a great. That's a great point, yeah, Simon. Man, no sense because we're still not going to see that man until like the last month of the last Monday of, J, of uh, December, if that. Like you know, uh, you know what would have made this entire situation work? Was that okay? Well, uh, Triple H uh, betrays betrays him. 
Rollins spends a few weeks looking for him and stuff. And then he he gets up all up in Stephanie's face and whatever. And then after a while, he just says, you know what? He's going to show up sooner or later. I can, I'm just going to focus on the world title because I know it, when I win that, he's going to he's gonna show his face again. But he Something did. like that. That's the thing, though. But he did that, do that, and then Jericho <laughs> kept fucking him. <laughs> yep. So he got to run it with Jericho. He did make it make sense. Like, I, gotta, I can't beat Kevin Owens without taking care of Chris Jericho. Right, but... I don't see how that stops him from interfering in your matches, but whatever. Yeah, like, unless you're going to put him on the shelf. Right. But if that's the case, I'm like, maybe you should do more of, like, stuff like pedigree him on the top of, like, Carlos as opposed to wrestling him I in would a match. I would love to see a, a match. I would love to see a parking lot brawl match. We haven't seen that since 2008 with Cena and JBL. Good God. Long time. You're out here trying to open up the budget. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got to spend money. <laughs> look... I, look, I don't know if we'll go for that for the simple fact that, like, you know, that that out, that backdoor scene was, like, the first time we had saw something, like, backstage and brawl that happened, because they rarely ever do that anymore, where guys just get their ass whooped. But, like, I was saying to Rich about, like, you know, Vince, such as, Vince is so, so tight with money, like, do you remember the, uh, uh, the Yes Movement uh, deal with Daniel Bryan when he brought all the people, like, Occupy Raw? Mm-hmm. Look, I always made a joke that, like, Vince was hesitant to do that because that meant that all those shirts that he that he gave all those extras, that means he couldn't sell those shirts. <laughs> but they had to take them shits off. <laughs> but those shirts only you will only be out of like what? Three hundred dollars maybe? If every shirt is twenty bucks and it was like what, thirty people? That's too much. <laughs> that that's my point. Vince is that time to type with money. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, moving on, man. I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, we got uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks uh, going to be facing off in an Iron Man match, Iron Woman match. An Iron Man match to prove who's the best woman. Yes. Yes. Um, and Sasha issued the challenge to Charlotte. I told James they, we, we probably would have gotten a ladder match here, except they just did a pay-per-view with a couple ladder matches on it. So, you know, they had to go to a different gimmick, and why not the Iron Man match? They're going to need to fill this card uh, somehow. Um, all these, you know, like, you know, we'll see that's a real what they good, do. That's a real good 40 minutes between the video the, the video package and both interests. The entrances. Yep. Yep. That's, 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 that's a good 40 minutes. Look, took it right there. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then plus like whatever, how long? Like three minutes it takes to after the end of the match to get them to you know clear you know, the ring, crying and good, all that. Wow, you know the crying part and the turn. And, Sasha's gonna Sasha's gonna give another inspirational speech again. Oh man, if she wins. Uh, we had Charlotte slap the shit out of Rick uh, yep, and sure bring did. bring Rick back just to get slapped. Yep. Um, Charlotte is a heel, man. Like yes, like she shows up Charlotte's in all black. Fantastic. She she sold it all black and she like why are Char- why are Miz and Charlotte only two people that are good at their jobs in this company like legitimately good at their jobs your job R- is to go out, your job is to go out there and get but people like Rusev oh, yeah that's true I like Rusev a really lot like Rusev. look I've been uh, I've been beating this Rusev drum for like a year now yeah like yeah bro when he's out here throwing that fish after uh was that Summer Rae or Lana he threw that fish at Lana he threw that fish look bro that man been (laughs) like the outright unintentional comedy that that man like just exudes is like another level but yeah man like I don't know why those two are so good at their jobs compared to everybody else I think if they let Sasha be a heel 
Like, oh yeah, I think she. Could, We've seen I her. Think, she, yeah, yeah. She's out there terrorizing little kids. Right, bro. Oh my gosh, that was like the best thing ever. What she did in uh, that Iron Woman match with. Little we kids. were there when she did that, and like the whole place exploded. People, yeah, you remember that? Uh, like she went, she gets a winning fall over uh, over Bailey in the Iron Woman match, and then she, what's the little girl's name? Izzy. Yeah, yeah, little Izzy. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she ended up snatching the little flowers that Bailey gave her out of her hand. Fucked them flowers. And, yeah, f- threw them on the ground or whatever, and then took the thing off her head and then wore it. Yep. Like, and the crowd hated her guts. It was funny because I, you know, I rewatched the match after it went dark. Uh-huh. Like after it went dark and no one was, you know, no one saw like, like Sasha, met, you know, apologized to her and like and gave her a hug and everything. But at first, like, it was so bad to see her crying. And it was so bad. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you you are heartless out there. Yep. I see that's that. See your heart. See your your heart made of uh, ice. See that's that light skin right there. That's <laughs> that light skin right there. Bitch, you dumb. Um. So uh, what are we? I, I'm expecting a great match from these two. Yeah. Um. They can they, they can just be in the ring. They don't have to worry about um. You know. A gimmick or anything, you know. Iron Man it is a gimmick, so you can structure it a certain way. But they're going to have this every second of it planned out. Uh, I'm just concerned if they try to interject Rick in there somehow at the finish, uh, what could happen. But until that happens, I think we're going to be in for a hell of a match. There's two things that are my concern with this me. match. One is how it ends because the finish with these matches is either Sasha taps out Charlotte or Charlotte pins Sasha. Mm-hmm. So I'd like them to change that finish up, because I don't. Does, does Sasha have a striking finisher? As, Not that I know of. Hmm. It'd, be, it'd be a good time to debut and just use that yeah, to WrestleMania. My me. second concern with this match is this has to be the end of the feud. Why? I mean, who? How, who? Uh, are they? Isn't? Isn't Bailey gonna be have to be built up if they're trying to do that? I mean, nah, I mean going back to the well with uh, Charlotte and Sasha again, I think that would be overkill because well, people are already starting to turn on it just a little bit. Well, you gotta remember one. You gotta remember like the Rich brought this up. They may or may not, given that you know um, both rosters are going to be involved in the Rumble, so that's like what fifteen apiece. We don't know what title matches we're gonna get. Yep. So, we might have a situation where, and they, so that means, like, that also means that there, there's going to have to be either one or two women's matches. So, in theory, for the Royal Rumble, it would make sense if they did a women's Royal Rumble. Now, I have caveats on that. I'm only down with a women's Royal Rumble if and only if they have um, over the middle and top rope eliminations. Because... I'm telling you, if you have Dana Brooke trying to get over the top rope, it's going to be a fucking disaster. Um, <laughs> or, 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 or Nikki, or uh, Carmella, or Tamina, or, or Nia. Or Nia. So, like, that's those are, those aren't going to be pretty eliminations to get them over the top rope. Um, and Alexa, Alexa's that super athletic, but she's also short, so that might be a problem. Like, well, it might she be could get, like, a stinger splash and just, you know. She might, yeah, she might get, yeah, that's going to be a sort of thing. She basically just crushed and thrown over the top or, or shoved. Yeah. But it's still not going to be, you know, it's, it, it wouldn't look that good. But, um, so if they do that, then, you know, the Royal Rumble is the last Sunday of January, typically. So, like, that's, this pay-per-view, that's a five-week, you know, five weeks in between. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, that's plenty of time to get Bailey over to win a to, or for a Royal Rump to win a Rumble if they're gonna. If that's what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. And I and I told yeah. James, you know, that, that sounds good with Bailey winning the Royal Rumble, but you know. Bailey has to go through this suffering uh, just like Dan Bryan did. <laughs> Look, bro. It took, a, it took a long time for him to get get just the right enough sympathy to just for people to start noticing, okay, we got something with him. If they have a woman's Royal Rumble and Bailey's in it and Bailey doesn't win, I don't even know who would be number two that you could even you would even do this for. Who would be the who who how Nia Jax? No, you know who it would be? You know who would win the rumble? Who? Like let's say Charlotte wins at TLC and gives her uh, her her streak of Sasha Bayless. Banks will win the rumble. Sasha Banks was the rumble. Bro. That's the only way that's the only like it's the only way that can make it. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, Yep, she gives a fighter at WrestleMania. Holy shit. Again. 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 All right. Again. Mo- moving on, man. We got to. We're, yeah, we're running a little behind. Like, why but... are you in the Rumble? Don't you have a rematch? Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't you have a rematch? Yes. I don't understand. This is um, how I felt when Roman Reigns was fighting for his right to fight Triple H at WrestleMania. It's like you got the. You already got your rematch. Yeah. Well, that doesn't necessarily count for them because, you know, they run a company and fuck Roman Reigns yeah. and, and storyline. They'd be like, fuck, fuck your rematch. Ain't no rematch, bitch. Look, we changed the contract. Your Do rematch, something. Like, your rematch, your rematch is right next to these nuts. Like, <laughs> oh, you will go to the back of the line and fight James Ellsworth. <laughs> You will fight the Brooklyn Brawler. There is nothing funnier than when they told Rocky had to go to the back of the line to fight Brooklyn Brawler. There is nothing funnier. (laughs) I will always remember that. Always. Uh, For my money, the best thing on Monday Night Raw was Enzo Amore getting the shit kicked out of him by Rusev. Um, Throughout the whole show, it was being built up that, you know, Rusev was treating Alana bad and, you know, supposedly Enzo was supposed to come out here and save her. So... Big Cass reads this bullshit, uh, and Enzo doesn't, and she starts well, playing reason, on his heartstrings. Well, the reason why it's easier for 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 Cass to, to recognize it after the, after the fact is because you know, like uh, he's the one they Ru- care about. No, nah, Enzo, no, nah, Enzo had. Well, yeah, Enzo, uh, Enzo's clearly the geek in that in the idols too, yeah. and also like uh, Enzo had like other had, had aspirations on his mind. If yeah. you catch my drift, you know, it's kind of harder. It's really hard to you know uh, when you're a geek. Of course, yes. it's really hard for you to, you know, be able to. I don't, you know, I don't think he's ever had something in that league. It's really hard for you, to, you know, critically think when you're a geek. Yeah. Apparently, um, <laughs> so he went to that hotel room, and you know, Lana was making him get undressed, and you know, it was it was looking like he was about to, you know, get lucky, as they say. Bro, how did y'all feel when uh, during this whole shit? I I can't, I yeah. Go, go ahead, Simon. I got I got something for this. I was just one. I was just wondering how far are they gonna go with this, and this is still a PG show. Like, like we already saw what they were willing to do with the uh, fake uh, n- uh, nude streak. Okay. Like, the week what? before, so I was like, what? okay, how far is it gonna go? Thank God, Rusev showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why people have like they're, they're like. Is Enzo testing PG thing when it's like it's clearly a blur streak? Like there's there's nothing PG about not being able to see. Anything. That man looked like Ric Flair when he had opened up the 
<laughs> the uh, the, the road. Like that, that's <laughs> I have a screenshot of that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my thought was like when Ru- when Rusev came out, like my my thought was like, is there is there like more a more favorable thing in the world to be like essentially in your draws, um, presumptively you know harder than harder than the SAT, <laughs> and, and somebody that looks like that looks like Russo walks into the room. <laughs> wait, 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 what the fuck? Like, look, made, look, made the metal detector go off. Like, 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 hold, on a second, hold on a second, bro. Like, hey, bro, I don't, like, I don't know. No, wait a second, bro. Like, that's, that's just horrifying. Yeah. Like, you, and your, he wants to whoop you. Like, your mind is on something, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's like, all of a sudden, like, imagine. Completely removed, imagine, unplugged. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like you're going with the flow, right? And then all of a sudden, like, music's playing on a record, on a 45, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, just, just screw Yeah, just literally screw Everything halts. Like, oh, oh, oh. What the fuck are you doing here right. now? Like, everything has changed. All right. And he kicked the ever-living shit out of Enzo, and I loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, Rusev, babyface. I just wish they had saved it for, some, for, like, for something, for something better than Enzo and Cass. I really do. All right, man. Moving on to SmackDown. Uh, we got to... Uh, who who the hell is AJ Styles gonna wrestle next? I'm assuming it's too bad Randy Orton's caught up with the Wyatts. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, that would have been good. They they, I, I'm assuming it has to be. They might have saved that. Yeah, if it's not like, Ziggler, then I mean it's kind of got to be Undertaker. Well, Aaron Corbin has been asking to get put in the main event. No, thank <laughs> you. Like we just we literally just saw all these Kalisto and um and Corbin matches where the whole thing is like Kalisto is bumping off of his, off of a broomstick basically. I'm good. Um, I <laughs> I would say that I imagine the way it is looking right now is AJ and Orton is going to be like after WrestleMania because Orton is going to have to like you know. Break up the Wyatts and then single out uh, Bray and whoop his black ass and then like so that's going to be taken to WrestleMania for right. that to happen. So we might get that at maybe like SummerSlam night of, or not night of champions, but SummerSlam Battleground, Battleground, before that Money in the Bank type of territory. Oh, that's going to be speaking of which, that's going to be real interesting to see what they do with those pay per views. Yeah. Do you have another money? In the, is Money in the Bank going to be the next joint pay per view, or are they going to put that back at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's an idea. No, all you got to do for Money in the Bank is um, say is, both brands are welcome. No, all you got to do is is a it's a double brand match. It's a double brand pay per view, and then you have a a Smack a Universal uh, Money in the Bank and a World Money in the Bank ladder match, and then you throw on two two main events, and you throw we'll see. on like you know. Like, that's really what, for me, that's what I imagine they do. Um, I think it would be, I, was, I still think it would be better just to have it at WrestleMania, just have three people from Raw, three people from SmackDown, let's see who gets it. Just have one, and then he can right. show up anywhere with it. I mean, that, could, that, could be a, that could be a game That's a get-out-of-jail-free like, car for either brand. Like, if something's struggling, you can figure it out there. But but that's only if one person But if one person wins, they're going to take that to them, right. to their to their spot. So, like, if you're on Raw, if you're on Raw, like, SmackDown's just like, you better not fuck up. You yeah. better not fuck up. Or vice versa. Like, Raw, like the, word, the real part is, like, if the SmackDown was in, they'd be like, ooh, Raw, ooh, that's going to be rough. Because, like, Raw, Desk, Desk, like, if you ask me which one need, needs that more, be like, 
yeah, Raw definitely needs it. Right, right. We <laughs> need to get some fresh blood. They man. definitely need to get out of Joe free cars. Make, let's, shake, so let's shake some shit up. Right. To break up this three hours of monotony. Uh, Styles and Miz, or excuse me, uh, Ambrose and Miz look like they might be headed uh, to fight each other. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Dean Ambrose is necessarily going to win that title. I feel like he's going to get involved with Ellsworth somehow and kick yeah. the shit out of him enough. And someone's got to step in to be like, hey, man, you've gone too far. And that someone so? might be Shane McMahon. You think so? It could be Shane McMahon versus oh, Dean Ambrose. That could be how they turn him heel, though. I heard a, rum- I heard a rumor about that. You did. I didn't. That very, may, that very well may be what leads up to that match. But I do not want to see that at WrestleMania. So, I agree. So so this would be like the second WrestleMania in a row where, where Dean Ambrose got fucked by Brock Lesnar. That makes sense what we're saying? <laughs> wow. Like, because Brock Lesnar was supposed to fight Shane. And yeah. he's like, no, nah, this Goldberg shit, this, nah, this is much hotter. Now you can Fuck have man. this shit. You can have this Shane shit here, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, bro. You, like, bro, you fuck, like, I could have been the biggest, I could have been the hottest thing in the industry, but you fucked me at WrestleMania. Because you, you, you want to be lazy. Because you want to be lazy. You want to train for your fight where you are here on the PEDs for USC 200. Fuck you. Like, yep. bro. And that's bro, like, yeah, you got to show me one. Brock. I, I hit that nigga upside the head with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna be no fair one. He ain't no fair one, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out. Even thought Brock Lesnar versus Shane was gonna be a draw. Like people were gonna tune in to see that. Uh, I'm not. Like well, yeah. Like first off, they're annoying. They're, like we didn't even hear anything about a stipulation. So it's like okay, so. You want me to watch Brock Lesnar? Or you want me to watch a Shane McMahon match and we have no idea what he's going to jump off of? Nah, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we also got the Wyatt family uh, with this Randy Orton winning the tag team titles. Uh, we, like, Randy Wyatt, are we really, like, buying in on this? Or, hey, like, no. what the hell is going on? Like, can we get Orton a jumpsuit or is that too much? You I know? didn't buy it the moment I saw it. <laughs> I'm with it for one reason, one reason only. Are they like a legendary tag team? Like the way they're they're, they're portraying this, like this is like the time. Undertaker and Kane lining up, and oh, that's I don't, JBL yeah, you know with that JBL, bullshit. That's like JBL on his used car salesman. Shots out to Josh. He, he was he was furious when he was like, "This is this is Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody." Uh, Josh was furious when he when he heard wow. that shit. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but but is this a legendary tag team in the making, like a Rock and Sock connection or a Team Hell No? Like, but on the heel side, the Shield, the Shield. Yeah, I mean, I have to based on what I've been seeing, it it it's not bad, but it has, it's nothing to just. It's gonna get there. Just give it time, right? It's I like the little interactions with Randy well, they, taking the bullets for him and stuff because it's like he's building trust. So I I, I like that, but for the most right. part, it's not anything to. Uh, be crazy over. This is what I say. One, I don't think it's going to last long enough for that to, for the build to that. Uh-huh. Like, I, I really think this thing is going to be done by like elimination chamber or whatever the paper or fast lane. Uh-huh. So the, the setup for their feud at WrestleMania. But I really, I really enjoy what they've done with Randy Orton, and also it's like it's also nice to be able to like you know give Wyatt something because like this is first friggin' title. Yeah, this is like year three. Yeah. This guy was this guy was prepping to fight John Cena and the Undertaker yeah. in two WrestleManias back to back, and his first and his first title is a tag team. Yep, three <laughs> years later. Yeah, I um, <sighs> like the split tag team, not the, the unified tag team. Are the Wyatt family? They, I feel like this is um, kind of they're going to be used like in a way uh, to get American Alpha over. 
maybe they realize they get, yes. like like and they're eventually going to beat them, and they're going to end up either pinning Luke Harper or Bray Wyatt, or just not getting pinned like by the either of those guys. The, but the biggest issue with the tag titles <clears throat> on SmackDown were that there was nobody that was actually a legitimate, um, like a, a team that was legitimate besides the Usos, right? And the Usos can only take you so far in the credibility of yeah. Worst comes to worst, let's say AJ breaks his leg, heaven for you know, knock on wood and all that, that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. But, like, if something were to happen to AJ, seeing that Cena's gone, one, the world can main event. Right. Bray yeah. Wyatt and Randy Orton can main event SmackDown. Yeah. Now, you can... <laughs> I mean, Bray, like, Bray, like... I mean, they got, they got that future world champion in Baron Corbin, but, right. you know... Okay. Oh, like yeah. I like I said, like I described it, like Kalisto's bumping around, bumping around a mop for for everyone yeah. with tables or, or chairs. But like you throw those guys out there, and they're immediately like they can main event in a pinch if they need to be, especially against some up and comers that can throw good matches. Like the thing for me that I really enjoyed was given that like since uh, SummerSlam when they completely like uh, they fed a twelve-time champion to the wolves to get buried. Yes, uh, under uh, an elbow to the forehead, uh, uh, split him open. But whatever. Uh, like Raynor, ever since Raynor came back, like they completely they like, oh yeah, like it, they treat him like a, like literally just another guy. And like you look at that dude and it's like, hey man, like he's twelve-time champion. Well, how about you, you know, do something with him? It'd be <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, you know. especially on this brand, it's like, okay, like, you have AJ, and then you have a bunch of other, like, guys that are just, you know, like, Miz is great to watch, but, like, I, I don't think, I don't know if anybody's actually, like, I don't know if he's actually drawing, like, it's, it's, it's really hard for a heel to be like, yeah, I'm so I'm so good as a heel that, like, you're going to show buy tickets to see me get beat up, that doesn't, I mean, that's, like, that's some Ric Flair shit in yeah. the 80s. <laughs> so, um, for me, or, some, yeah, so for me, is like, okay, now he's doing this, and the wife thing was like, eh. And I still wasn't on board with uh, with the pairing of him joining the Wyatt until I saw the, t- the, the title match. It was like, okay, so what we have set up here is... A super tag team. We have... It's almost... To me, it's, like, it's, clear, it's clear that he has basically joined them to eventually separate... For for him to turn gain his trust of Wyatt, Wyatt to eventually be disappointed in Luke Harper for whatever reason and cast him out, and it's just those two. And then when the time comes, he's pretty much going to do him. He's pretty much going to do the same thing he did to Seth Rollins, where it's like it's time for you to make that tag, that hot tag, and I step off and I put two middle fingers <laughs> in the air, and you can take this L, and after you take this L, I'm going to whoop your black ass. Right. So. Um, and then it's going to lead to a feud. And I'm okay with that because the way they've set it up is Orton is like literally literally a machine. Like he's doing all the work in all these matches. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing like he's doing like he's you watch these matches and he is like he's beating people up. Um, Bray gets in and he's not as impressive as Orton. Uh, all the key moments of things that happen is Orton literally like turning things over in the advantage of of the Wyatts, mm-hmm. and he's finishing people, too, at the same time. Like, Wyatt's not putting people away. It's Orton that's doing that. Right. And that's, that's clearly shown with Magic. It's almost like, um, I don't know if you watched Tiger Smack. Yeah, but, I watched it. Yeah, it's like, you saw that Rhino eventually got sick and tired. They, they lost. He's, you know, sick and tired of carrying Heath. Yeah. And they're showing it like, 
the Orton guy is a star. He's the he's the real guy here right. on these two. Like, and you see what he's doing. He's also about how smart these two idiots. It's coming, and people and people. He's the heel right now. And people are still cheering for him. Yes, and like, like, that, okay, that's the funniest see? thing. It's like Orton's not getting booed at all. When he, like when he when he comes back, hilarious. Like, that man would be a hot baby face again. Again, like, like he built. Like I don't know how he figured it out, but like how they figured this out. But this is gonna this is gonna be pretty good. Like I don't know. Now, if does he have to? Does he have to beat Wyatt in the end? <sighs> he shouldn't. He needs at least one win over somebody prominent. I, I mean. Like, all Bray Wyatt's best stories are almost set up for him to lose. And that's partly because he's a bad guy. Yeah, that's because he's a bad guy. But... I would I would say, if they can figure it out to where they can come up come up with a way to where they can have um, Bray Wyatt be on his own, then fine. Mm-hmm. If they can't, they need to go ahead and bring... When one comes back from, with health, you know... Had him had, jump Bray Wyatt... No, I mean when they come back or whatever, they go back to being what they were with the original three again or whatever after this whole Orton ordeal. But before then, I don't know. All right, let's get into uh, the news. Or until um, then, I don't know. Sorry. You know, we were going to talk about the SmackDown Tag Division. Yeah, we'll get to that next week. Um, the news: uh, Linda McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon's wife, was announced as a member of Donald Trump's. Uh, Cabinet? Well, Am I saying well, it right? One, well, one thing first. <clears throat> Linda Man just got a job um, at a part of the president's administration, and she's the co-founder of WWE. She's accomplished. We don't. We probably. It's probably not best for us to call her Vince McMahon's wife, right? Correct. And she also she also had some um, senator runs as a senator in um, in Connecticut, right? She tried to run. Yeah. No, she 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 tried, but she never won. Yeah, she okay. never won. Well, either, either way, she's either way she's successful business. She's been a successful businesswoman over 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 decades, and she's also now a, a part of a presidential administration. We can't just be calling her somebody's wife, or or the same way we can't be calling somebody's somebody uh, a dude successful. Somebody like can't be calling Jay Z Beyonce's wife, even though like you know what I mean. Like, we can't be doing that. Like the person's accomplished on their own. Like you, you, people get hit over the head. For well, the she's time. married to Vince McMahon. Yes, yes, she is. She's married to Vince McMahon, and, but she's but yeah. All right, yeah, she is. She is her own person. And to qualify that, because if someone hears this, they're not. They're not. That's not going to go over well. So yeah. Go ahead. Um. So Linda McMahon <laughs> was picked to be the small business administrator in uh, President-elect Donald Trump's administration. Um. Simon, uh, you specifically, uh, we, we were talking about this, you specifically asked me if you could talk about this. I'm going to hand the, uh, the reins over to you on this one. Okay. Now, when I was, like, I, now for those who don't know, uh, I was uh, writing up an article for this. In the end, uh, my editor said that somebody else wrote it, uh, so they didn't need it. But some of the things I looked up were pretty much interesting. Now, these are some, some things you probably heard before, but others you might not have. Now, the WWE made the transition from TV-14 to TV-PG in July of 2008. And a year later, step, uh, Linda McMahon stepped down as CEO to run for the Senate. There was a lot of people speculating that the reason that they made that transition was because of her running for the Senate, so they were trying to clean up the company's image. Now, we've seen what they've been doing the past couple of weeks with the slightly more edgier stories and the uh, little uh, just the little things that they wouldn't 
they probably wouldn't have even been trying like a year back for some, because they're afraid of uh, uh, pissing off sponsors or something or whatever the case may be. But now that she has a uh, confirmed job in politics, this could either mean that they're more comfortable going forward with the more edgy stuff because they don't have to worry about it, and that was that was a factor in uh, Linda McMahon and the WWE going PG. Or it could mean that to make sure that uh, her reputation and stuff doesn't get slandered too much, that they, they might pull back on some of that stuff. So what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to move forward with some of the edgier stuff or they're going to pull back on it now? I don't think they're going to move forward with, the, uh, with anything edgier. Uh, <clears throat> you might see, like, the occasional, like, you know, curse word or something oh, yeah. like they're, that. Like, the new thing now is, like, they're saving up every single time now to say bitch and, like, wants to show now. Right. Uh, but I think they're too locked in with sponsors and uh, their board of directors to really let, like, Linda kind of dictate, like, Linda's reputation, who's not really even affiliated with the company anymore, like, really dictate to them. Uh, like, I don't know what you had to say on this. Yeah, the ad money. Like, they're not going to go back to, to PG because they weren't getting, like, they weren't getting good ad, or ad partners, so. Like, yeah, they have they, K Jewelers now. Yeah, like, they, they wouldn't do that. They're, they're not, yeah, that's not happening back when, like, you know, Austin's Home Invasion. That's not, that's, that's, <laughs> they're, 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 they're not getting K-Jewelers back during then. Like, they, they, were getting, like, they were getting, like, you know, or or was it, like... Ico Pro. Like, like anti-Zit like, like, like anti cream or anti-Zit Yeah, pad. Stagger 2, yeah, and, Fat and Burners. Fat Burners and, uh, and, and, and Slim Jims. Right. Right? Like, it, it's a little different. Like, they, they, they've... They, you know, they doing a little better. Like you can't be out here getting uh, Susan G. Coleman, you know, back and and still have bra and panty matches and stuff like that. And yeah, you can't. Yeah, those days are over. Now, I'm not. I wasn't saying they were gonna go, go pull out. Right, to, right, right, to, right, right. That, that, that I, I doubt they'll ever do that. I'm yeah. saying like the little stuff we're seeing them do now. Yeah, like uh, the brawls in the parking lot, think, and that's something we haven't seen them do. I think in years, because I can't remember yeah. the last time I saw a parking lot brawl yeah. or something like that. And this little storyline with Rusev and uh, Rusev, Lana, Enzo, and uh, Cass, that's something that even I, when I heard about this uh, this money, I was like, they really did, they really went that far. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, um, they're, they're trying to push limits as far as they can inside of the PG uh, TV label, but like I feel like they will go no further. Like they, I like think they would, they would not want to risk going to uh, TV or was it TV fourteen again? I think they're done with that. So I'm just doing like some you know quick research on her failed Senate bid. Linda McMahon spent fifty million dollars of her own money yep. just to lose. Wow. Like that sometimes. Uh, so like, how does this reflect? Like, you know, it, can, can this uh, this administration like the the comedy? Uh, aspect of this, like, like WWE, we have multiple people in that administration who have taken Stone Cold stunners. <laughs> it's crazy. Who took the better stunner, uh, Trump or Linda? Because Linda took holy off shit, like That's... Linda, like Just Linda, that... like she didn't even like stay on the shoulder. Like... She just like slid off. Slid. Yeah, I'm gonna say Trump took the better stunner on okay. this one. Uh, yeah. So, Linda McMahon, everybody, uh, working with uh, Donald Trump. You know, in WWE's history of, you know, 
racism, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia, all, yeah, ableism, yeah, yeah. all remember, that. Uh, you remember when, uh, when like going in, what was it going? Yeah, going in WrestleMania seventeen. Like I was watching it, but like catatonic. Like she's been the cat. She's in the catatonic state, and she's in the wheelchair, and uh, <laughs> she comes out there and like and goes to Will Smith's ass for the for you know for her baby. Yep. It's like. This person now works. <laughs> yes. This is not part of the, she, of the she's run the country. administration. Like I can't believe. Like obviously that doesn't. You know, it's like it's so weird. It just really is. And then it's also you know, like to be one of those people that like, like just to be just to know that like, like Vincent and and um and and her, like they put that what was it like six million dollars. Like five or six million dollars they put into the, the Trump campaign. It's like yeah, like six million dollars. Like, like man, paying for it. I mean, I mean, I'm not necessarily worked the whole the whole uh, quid pro quo thing. I'm just like, yeah, bro. We people like we watch this. We like we watch the promotion. Like we watch this much television. We're doing a podcast covering uh, this product. Yep. And they're like they put money into like these people that are like. That are empowering Damn. that like this, this minute like putting money in people to like to like give money to support like these people that are potentially dangerous. Man, so we're helping them out in a, in a roundabout way. In theory, yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, that's why I started watching New Japan. So. <laughs> um. So let's get to some of these questions. Uh. We had we have three people that submitted questions this week. Uh. One uh, submitted multiple questions. We're going to start with uh, Nicholas Guerrero. Nicholas, what's going on? Um, he asks, if uh, The Miz is to get back into the main event scene, how do you see him making that leap from the intercontinental ranks to the main event? What was the question one more time? Sorry. Uh, if The Miz is to get back into the main event scene, how do you see him making that leap from the IC to the main event? Well, there's in my mind, there's only two ways they can do it. One... They could have the Miz hold the belt until WrestleMania, win, and then the night up, and then on SmackDown he comes out and gives this uh, speech about what he's done with the title, everything he's accomplished with it, and now he feels like at this point he has nothing more that he can do with this title, and that he's got he's got to move he wants to move on and see whether he wants to be a main eventer, not sound as sympathetic of course, but might, but something along that vein, or B. You just have him lose the title at WrestleMania, and then after a couple of months of fighting for it, he just he just uh, slowly but surely moves on. Maybe he becomes a two-time Money in the Bank uh, winner. He's a definite threat for the uh, briefcase next year. Um, I think you, you're on the right path, like as far as waiting until after WrestleMania to make him an early challenger for whoever has that championship. Then. Um, it would be interesting if the Miz like basically went on ahead and like say I'm gonna retire this belt. Like I've clearly like made this, <laughs> you know, like no one will ever top what I've done with it. So I'm retiring this belt. Like you know, even if they'd be like, you can't do that, Miz. <laughs> like <laughs> and, and then you know, like and he'll he'll book ma- he'll uh, be booked for matches. He won't show up. Like it'll just be like yeah. And then eventually he has to lose that title. And then, you know, go to that world title. That would be the way I'd kind of look at it. But James, if you had the way you'd do it. I mean, I don't really know. It seems like it's rather simple. It's like he's the top mid-card guy in the company. Like the top mid-card guy in the company generally, like, eventually gets a main event spot 
from time to time. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard right now because it's so much clustered up. Or we're so clustered up with hills in um in WWE with belts. Like, bro, like, okay, the white, like, all, SmackDown is all the hill, literally the hill territory. Yeah. The whole, like, and then you look at Raw, and it's like, well, I mean, New Day's are faces, like, ain't nobody Kind either. of. Like, <laughs> like, like, their faces right now, they'll be probably be hills soon, the way it's going. Like, no one's out here, no one's out here cheering Roman Reigns for real, except for kids and women. <laughs> so, like. And, and we can't just be so, dismissing kids and women just so, for cheering for him, too, because I'm sure plenty of kids and women ain't down with that shit. No, I mean, you know what I mean? But you're like, you hear the, you hear the cheers and yeah, like... Yeah, they're higher pitch. Yeah, it is like, okay, like you look at the demographics of breakdown, demographic breakdown of um, who are WWE fans, it's like, yeah, so really what you're what, even saying that women and children are cheering for him, it's not really, it's like really saying like, yeah, he's really getting booed out here, mostly. Yeah. Like, it's like 60, 40, if not more, even if not worse, uh, of getting booed. So, um... I mean, really, all it takes is, like, let AJ's ankle not be, you know, like, let it get worse. Uh-huh. All it takes is him to miss, like, two weeks of TV for, or for not be able to rust for two, work for two weeks of, for for him to be in the main event, in, technically. So, I mean, it's, it, he's really, yeah. what, what would you say? Like, if we don't include Cena because Cena's not on TV right now, Miz is, what, the third guy? He at least, like, he's above Ziggler. Like... You know, like if we were to rank guys on, on SmackDown, was he the third guy right now? Like you got AJ, AJ Styles, Styles Dean or Ambrose, Randy Orton, Dean Ambrose. Okay, so Miz. the fourth. Okay, so the fourth guy. Yeah, I'd say top five. Yeah, he's definitely top yeah. five. He's, he's either he's either three or four. Right. Um, four. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean three or four. Like the four, the number four. Like I mean, think about like if you're a top eight guy in a promotion, like, you're going to be in a man event picture, yeah, like... At some point. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a span of 18 months, over 18 months, you're going to be in a, in a man event, so yeah. He's... You know, it don't take much. I don't know what I mean. If you want me to come up with something creative for you, it's like, I mean, I really got them for you. They're both hills right now. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could turn AJ face again, but... You know. Yeah. Have, but, like, that doesn't really work. Like, okay, you have the face champ, the face top champion get challenged by the heel secondary champion... It's normally the other way around when they do that. Mm-hmm. Like right now on Raw. Raw. Yeah. Um, I uh, next next question comes from Caleb Baldwin. Caleb, what's going on? Um, he asks, "How would you book and use the cruiserweight division if given that control?" This is real easy for me. First off, they had everybody who they wanted to get uh, Zack Saber Jr., Cody Ibushi, all the people from the cruiserweight classic that they wanted to get signed. They knew that they knew that a good portion of those people were long shots. So right then and there, I wouldn't be booking because I'm pretty sure if those people had signed, they'd have won. Oh yeah, Kota Bushi definitely would have oh, won. Yeah. But you have champion. but you have Brian Kendrick, this guy who was in the company <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, so funny. The guy who's been given this like this perfect story of I made mistakes, I've learned from them, I'll come back, I want to see if I can still do this. So then all he has to do is when, then you can be on Raw and say I'm the, for those of you who remember me and for those who don't, cut a promo, somebody challenges him, then he starts acting like a heel, he starts getting arrogant back to his D. Brian Kendrick days, mm-hmm. then you set up the title for somebody else to beat him. It it what it shouldn't have been this hard. Yeah. He got, I mean, but, got but, the belt after three months of doing nothing with T.J. Perkins, then he, then he defended it once and then he lost it to Rich Swan. 
but well, I will say this: by the time they, by the time we got to the end of it, they pretty much went down the line of what you just said, like having be the heel champion and give up to put over the next guy. But it, granted, it, but but it was, P.J. Perkins was, was too, too yeah, the part, Perkins still, we still, we still end up more or less getting there at, at, by the end, though. But but the thing is, the, the way they were saying it and the way they were angling it, because Brian Kendrick kept saying, "This is my last shot. I need this." Meanwhile, he said that in the Cruiserweight Classic, and he was still on Raw. So it's like, okay, you keep saying this is your last shot, but you're, you're still here. It'd be one thing if Mick Foley said, Stephanie didn't want to sign you, oh, this. but I, got, I agreed to get you signed under the condition you have to win the world title by October or something. If you don't, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is what I'll say. Look. I get what you're saying now, but like, but for me, I'm just like sure, sure, like that's just typical dumb WWE booking. Like his whole gimmick is like his his last shot. So even though he's on TV now, let's just say that's yep. let his last shot. Like even though he's like he's not in the class anymore, he's literally on television. It has a contract. Yeah, it's his last shot. Um, I would go ahead and and um, couple it with NXT. Like you <laughs> know, like I, I would I would tape it ahead of time. Uh, it was taped in the first place when it got over. Uh, you can clean up some of the errors. The crowd is going to be a lot more receptive to these guys. So you know how you know how like happy the NXT crowd would be. They found out. Well, well, it, it depends. Like how long were how long how many tapings did they put together? Four hours of taping or two hours or three hours? I think it was like three or four hours. Three or four hours. Yeah. That might be a tough sell, but I would. They say might have to go live in order to do it. Well, this is what I'd say. For both shows. If you told them that if they basically did 205 tapings or whatever whatever they would have called it besides that and said, we're going to do four-hour tapings and that's, that's shooting four episodes of, uh, of this Cruiserweight show and we're going to have it in full sale and it's basically like instead of having to say Cruiserweight Classic on the side of it, it would be the same setup as some of us to say Cruiserweights or whatever yeah. name they come up with. Like... That's what they should have done. Yep. Like I understand what you say with NXT things is like, but I, the taping issue might get in the way. It's like no, it's really hard for eight people to sit through eight hours of taping. Mm-hmm. But if they did it that way, that would have made a lot more. I mean, sense. they could tape like one show on like Thursday and the other one on Friday, or like, and then get or, that cycle going. Or of course they could, you know, not call it two or five live and just <laughs> and just do the same thing they're doing right now, except. Before SmackDown. Yep, and then air it after, maybe. Yeah. Or you um, could just put the Cruiserweights on SmackDown. Or they have to do that. They could just air that like the the hour before or after NXT. Right. Or probably after. Right. So you do like NXT at 8, because NXT comes on 8, eight. right? Yep. 8 and then 9 o'clock, 2.05, not live. Right. <laughs> 2.05, not live. Exactly. Hope we answered your question, Caleb. Uh, and our last guy submitted questions. He submitted five questions. Uh, we've only got time for maybe two. Um, we'll come back on a, uh, another week. I already talked to him about it. He's a good sport. What's up, Hitesh? Uh, not sort of like HBK. This is HKK. So, are you going to ask the two best questions or the, is the first two questions? Which one? Let's see. Um, I'm not touching that first one because that, that one is it, 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 it's such an open ended answer. Okay. Um, so the okay, 
What's our dream main events at WrestleMania with only active guys on the roster, which excludes Cena as well? I I really feel like it's really simple for me. So only active guys from will be the main event of WrestleMania? Yes. Mm. I don't know how you do it. I mean, right now I'll probably say AJ FC champion versus champion. Yeah. Um. So AJ versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, those are the champions right now. I would personally have AJ and Seth Rollins because I just you know I want the best match possible. Well, the reason why the reason why I said that is because they already teased it in at Survivor Series, so it's like you can show the video package right there when they were in yep. each other's jaws and all that kind of stuff. You can, too, can you keep it going from there. What about you, Simon? Uh, now, see him taking off the some the part timers kind of killing because. But uh, I guess I would go with AJ Styles and uh, Seth Rollins, if I remember incorrectly, from that tw- WWE 24 documentary they did. Uh, Seth Rollins was like a big fan of the guy, and he was one of the first guys he had his match against. Yeah, yeah. So got that history to go off of. He's the guy. It's the guy that uh, Seth Rollins is the guy who wants AJ's respect or whatever. He wants to sh- to surpass him, and AJ Styles is the guy who's saying. Just because I'm getting older doesn't mean I'm not. Uh, you get, you know how they do those things. Are, right. you, are you worried about the fact that like they fucked up Seth Rollins so bad as a babyface that it might not actually like, make sense? <laughs> well, let's put it this way: Is it better than his heel run? No, it's not better than his heel run. You really think so? His heel run was amazing. Like you can go back and those paper rematches. He had. He was. He was. Yeah, the, he, he was a wrestler of the year until he blew his knee out. I, I'm, I'm talking about the character. Oh, I mean, what is a heel? Yeah, he, he, was, like, he, he was, like, booked as an awful champion, but yeah, his character he showed suck. up on pay-per-view. Yeah, like, if his character sucks, like, I mean, that's that's the point. They intentionally made his character suck. He's the bad guy. I mean, but... Awesome heels get cheered. When it got to the point that five, that five people were interfering in a match <laughs> when he was fighting one person... What match was that he talking about in particular? Because I can't remember. But I know it J. wasn't a Cena one. It might it have was, been the Les. I think no, it was when he was fighting Dean Ambrose. He fighting Ambrose. Oh wait, he beat that man fair and square. Are you talking he about that man ass in, in the ladder match? Yeah, that, right? yeah, that, that money in the bank match. <laughs> he beat that man fair <laughs> and square. <laughs> he killed that man like four times in that match. Yeah. Oh, it's the Randy Orton. It was Randy Orton in the cage match. Kane got in. Team Hell No got in. Yes, so many things got in. That shit was ridiculous. I'll give you that one. What was that? Was that like, was that right after WrestleMania? Yes. That's right. Okay. In my mind, I'm like, okay, he banned the RKO. That's perfect. This is kind of like what what, uh, Randy Orton did to Shawn Michaels in Survivor Series. He's going to go for the move. Seth Rollins is going to hit his, and he's going to walk out. Everybody looks good. Right. No, they, they throw a thousand people in the cage. Like it, what, uh, I can rant about that all day. All right. And then the last question, uh, let's see. I'll let James, you, you go ahead and pick one that's on that list. I'm like, hold on. Bad radio. Bad radio. So. Um, <laughs> you can ask me a question. I don't even have to pick <laughs> up right now. Bad radio. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, make sure you guys are all following the page. Uh, Simon, if you want to plug anything while James pulls these uh, questions up. Bad radio. <laughs> uh, check me out on the thesportster.com. Uh, I'll be posting some articles this year. Uh, by the end of the year, there's going to be an article talking about the 
ranking the best pay-per-view main event matches from the Royal Rumble all the way down to Roadblock End of the Line. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a, a not fun one to write. A lot, yeah, well, lot, lot, lot of kind of kind of uh, weird main events this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I okay. Uh, I'm going to go with number five. Would I was would, thinking the same would thing. Would <laughs> Raw Would Raw and SmackDown be better if one brand was primarily focused towards indie wrestling and the hardcore audience, and the other uh, focused towards sports entertainment and the casual fans? Yeah, I thought that was what they were going to do initially. Like, I thought Raw was going to be okay. This is the primary show. This is what most people are going to watch. We'll make this more towards the casual fan, the the guy who's going to remote click and see what happens. And then SmackDown is going to be the guy for, like, the, for the indie demographic. And in a lot of ways, they kind of sort of have done that, but they've done it on opposite brands, and it's not the it's not as strong as focus. Because Raw has uh, a lot more of the uh, independent stars than SmackDown does. But SmackDown is booked more like a show that a casual fan will watch. The I, only problem is SmackDown as a brand itself is kind of dead because of what they've been doing to it for the past couple of years. Well, I think the reason why they're more indie guys, they're like they're really the only reason why they're more indie guys on Raw is because of just the fact that they have thirty, they have sixty percent of the roster, and SmackDown only has forty percent. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's the only way. That's the only reason why. Like if they were split down the middle, it'd be relatively even. Like that's what that's the reason why we're looking at the draft. We're like, wow, they have Sami Zayn on Raw and Cesaro on Raw, huh? Okay. Like you swap those two over, and then we—I don't think we really are saying that as much. I, I don't think uh, it would necessarily be better. Like I don't, like yeah, I, yeah, I don't think uh, basically segre. I'm not really for segregating uh, in any <laughs> walk of life. <laughs> Uh, saying, yeah, this is just for this and this is just for this. Like, it, it doesn't quite float with me because there can be so, elements of both that can make uh, well, what about the things work. And like I said, I'm not down with that segregation either. I'm not with that narcotic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, what's up? Um, we, uh, trying to think what else we got on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, James. Uh, my, my. Okay, so I think my answer would be that I don't really, um, I don't really think that it'd be a good idea to split them up because if you have them more geared towards the anything, and in theory, these guys would still be like both shows would still be written by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Right. So what the fuck does one, he know about booking independent? Yeah. So basically, one of these things would basically be the casual fans. The other one would be. The hardcore, the hardcore, you know, audience or whatever, but they will still have bad finishes to matches. Mm-hmm. They will still not be able to get guys over. They will still not be able to build uh, faces. They will still have incoherent storylines. They will still forget what they did uh, on TV a month ago, even though they have the same access to the stuff that we do. Right. We pointed out how bad it was. <laughs> so the same issues would arise in the product, regardless. Like if it, like the issue, the issue isn't. Isn't the talent? Isn't the, the the way it's presented? I feel like the way they present stuff is really good when they want to do, do it well. Like I feel like the way they presented Goldberg. the women over the years, <laughs> have, over over the past year and change has been great. I feel like the way they did the cruiserweight classic was great. Ultimately, what it comes down to is the issues that they have in when it comes to storytelling is flawed, and they need to fix it. Right. And also the way they book guys fifty fifty, where they don't actually they don't actually build guys. They bring guys up. 
they shine them up for a little bit, and they reach a certain peak, and then they go right back down and with the rest of the toy, the rest of the, the toys that they got. In some cases, sick with. they don't even shine them up. You know, like where the fuck is Apollo Crews? Good point. Uh, he's on the pre-show. I guess he's still looking for his personality. Right. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Characters. They fix that in storytelling. I'm, the show will be a lot better for everybody. And, and the thing that's crazy for me is, if you look at the in-ring product, they don't, like, they're doing it right now with Jack Gallagher. Mm-hmm. You can give somebody a personality just based on the way they work in the ring. Mm-hmm. Right, he's like, gonna be good. Like, <laughs> think of all the t- think of the lack of time that, that Cesaro over the years has had to talk on the mic. Cesaro comes out there, and it, if Cesaro was one of the most light guys in the like, he's a guy that gets himself over in the ring. Period. Like, I mean, the guy can base the ba- the guy's basically got everything you need. The guy, the hardcore guys like the the casual guys like seeing a strong guy. Okay, he can he single handedly eliminates the big show. Hardcore fans want a technical guy. Look at any of his matches with Daniel Bryan and other. And he's also six five. He can literally do anything. Aside from uh, the old school trunks and the way he presents himself, he's got the look. He just. He's just. He's just. Again, yeah, That's he's it. just foreign. 2000, 2014. <laughs> 2014. If that was Baron Corbin, Vince, that man would be world champion. Yeah, but it, the thing is, it's not even the fact that like it's, it's not even the thing about of when it was like anytime they given him any opportunity in ring to get himself over, he's done it every single time. Yep. Like he's getting this shameless shit over. He's getting Sheamus over by his work in the ring right now. Yep, and people might start cheering Sheamus, which is like something I thought I'd never say. They're already no. doing it slightly. I mean, it's getting there, but they're clearly the, 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 the face tag team right now that people like in w, in on Raw. Yeah. So, I, but anyway, just back to the point, like, they, I feel like even if they split it up, like, ultimately what they need to do is they need to have one show be written by somebody else and one show be defensive show. And, and tell them to compete. And <laughs> they, they really need to, they really need to go back to the model they had um, when they did the first split. Mm-hmm. Separate. Have, Separate, separate writing teams, and Stephanie and and or or you know when they do what was it Stephanie Paul and Heyman. Paul Heyman on SmackDown and then whoever else is on doing Raw. Right. Like they need to go back to have the Triple H show. Two people do <laughs> two people do whatever they're doing um, on one side. The two people doing whatever they're doing on the other side and basically have them quote unquote compete against each other for real. Mm-hmm. Not not only you know not for funsies. Not just doing it just for only in title only. And only in basically like in Survivor Series matches with no stakes. Yep. Uh, hope that answers your uh, question, Hitesh. Uh, that's pretty much going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh, this week. Uh, we've going to be back we're next week with that elimination show that we were talking about oh, last man. week uh, for the One Nation Radio Awards. Uh, we're going to come up with a survey and release it inside our Facebook group, the Wrestling Square Circle. Make sure you add yourself if you have not. Um, very lively group. We've been having some amazing, uh, discussions in there lately as far as, you know, uh, hell, everything from, from racism to pay-per-views. It's, it's, so, it's been pretty interesting in there. What are you talking about racism? Uh, the Hulk Hogan thing. 
a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago. We all saw my sexism too. A couple, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So it, it it got it got pretty tense in there at yeah, a couple had, times, had but to ta- had to take some boys recl- uh the task over that sexism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, James, you got anything you want to add in before we get up out of here? Not really too much. No, I ain't got nothing. Right. Roadblock end of the line is in two weeks. We'll be here, uh, like I said, next week with that elimination show. I don't really see too much happening next week that we might need to cover unless something ridiculous happens. But they'll be, I mean, obviously they'll, you know how they like to do, they like to shoot. It seems like they like to shoot their big thing going two weeks before the show. And then like they. Emelina debuts next week. Yeah. We'll see what that is. Um, a beautiful woman. Like, I don't right. <laughs> it's pretty simple there. Uh, Simon, thanks for coming on the show. Is, is there any doubt that she's a heel? Is there any doubt? Oh, that she has to be heel. Yeah, like she's basically uh, Eva Marie. Right. Like that's the gimmick. <laughs> one, one more time, uh, Simon, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow the quickest way to get to my all the information is to go to the Sportster. I have links to social media and all the other stuff there. So thesportster.com, look up articles written by Simon Cotton, and you'll be able to find me a lot quicker. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm also going to be writing for, I'm writing for a million websites right now. I'm writing for thesportster.com. I also recently started with sportskeeda.com. Uh, so shouts out to those guys. Um, and, of course, socialsuplex.com uh, with Jeremy. What's up to Sierra? Um, See, y'all make me feel like, I gotta start writing. Now. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, quit playing. I mean, I want to write, but not you know. Quit playing with it. You know, you you can write about whatever. You know, anything, huh? Anything. Okay. Anything. But uh, any white boy. But um, <laughs> you gotta explain that. You gotta explain that. You can't just leave that there. You gotta explain that. For those sir. of you that have, that have seen the uh, the theater long five minute white boy challenge. Uh, basically, Teddy Long and Rodney Mack used to come out there and the challenge, you know, the thug and bugging of Rodney Mack used to come out there and challenge, um, you know, any, you know, <laughs> any participant of Caucasian descent uh, to come out to the ring and he had five minutes to defeat him. And basically, the, the five-minute white boy challenge, uh, it was basically, um, Goldberg was the one to basically end it. So... That'll be your homework for the week, everybody. Check out Goldberg ending the five-minute white boy challenge. So that is, that is going to be the show. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. All right. Later. <laughs>